Welcome back to System Sunday on Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason, and today we're going to talk about Stay Frosty and its supplement, Slipgate Choke Point. These are very specific games designed to emulate sci-fi horror or sci-fi action horror. And in the case of Slipgate Choke Point, it's designed to emulate first-person shooter games like Doom or Quake or Unreal Tournament. So if you've been looking for a game to do that, if you've been looking for a, a kind of fun beer and pretzels game to play with your group and maybe play through some, some interesting modules with, maybe a side game to your, to your serious highbrow fantasy game, then this might be right up your alley. Now, I will warn you that the language and the writing style and the art style may not be for everybody. And they might be a turnoff for some readers, and that's okay. Not all games are for, you know, for all players. But I should warn you about that ahead of time. Speaking of language and art, I want to apologize. Last week, I quickly talked about Ron's Old School Compendium prior to going into the review of Nemesis with my buddy Carl. And what I failed to mention was Ron's Old School Compendium doesn't really have any interior art. It's all text. Now, to me, that's not a negative because it means you get more content. But I should have mentioned that. But I tried to fit like a two-minute review of that product in there before the movie review, and, and it really needed more time. So I do apologize for that. In the case of Stay Frosty and Slipgate Choke Point, we very definitely have art. But again, it if you Google either of these games, you'll find pictures online. Um, and if you look at the covers, I've got the instead of Ray Otis's wonderful coffee cup clip art today, I have a you know snapshot of the two covers of these. You can see what you're looking for for art here. And if that turns you off, if the covers turn you off, then you're not going to like the interior art either. If the, these covers don't turn you off, then the interior art's not going to turn you off either. The tone of these books is conversational. It's the author talking to the reader, which I kind of like. They're very easy reads. They're very easy to understand and comprehend. You can get through these things with one read and pretty much be able to run them, which is nice. Stay Frosty is only 34 pages. Slipgate Choke Point is is much heftier, but it's only about 30 pages of rules, and then it's a big scenario. And then there's another follow-on adventure you can buy called Ecto Tectonics that is another 64 pages long. So you, you've got a lot of content here you can get if you're interested in these. One thing about these, these are based on the Black Hack loosely, but they've evolved to something past the Black Hack. So it's not necessarily better or worse, but it's definitely a different game from the Black Hack. Let, let's do a little bit of backstory here. Stay Frosty is by Casey Garsk, and I may be pronouncing the last name wrong. It's G-A-R-S-K-E, and that's produced by Garsk Games. It first came out in 2017, predating Mothership and Alien by Free League. At least I think it predates Mothership. Mothership may have been around in a playtest form in 2017. I might be wrong on that. I think it was first published in 2018, though. I know it predates Alien. Uh, Slipgate, not that it really matters if it predates it or not. Slipgate Choke Point and then the Ectotonics 
adventure for that are both by Andrew Walter and Paul Cronin. So, and do, 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 and I don't see a, I know there's a game company here that I'm just not seeing in the credits because it just says Andrew Walter and Paul Cronin. Um, oh, wait, I know. I've, so I have links where you can buy all these in the show notes. Um, so it's easy enough to find. Forgotten Obulate of Forgetfulness is the company listing on DriveThruRPG for Slipgate Choke Point. I've got listings on here for itch.io pages, DriveThruRPG pages, where you can buy physical copies from Lulu, from Exalted Funeral, all that kind of thing. So you can check all that out, like I say, in the show notes. So stay frosty. This started as a black hack hack, but like I say, it evolved pretty quickly from that. Unlike the black hack that's roll under attributes, this is roll over for everything. So no matter what you're doing in this game, you're trying to roll high, which, which is nice. I actually like that. Now, the thing people might not like about the conversational style in here is that the author isn't interested in telling you what an RPG is or telling you how to adjudicate every little thing. But they tell you all the important stuff. You have four basic attributes. It's 3d6. And then once you roll the attribute, you add a plus sign after it, and that's what you're trying to beat. Roll, you know, it's meter beat for a system. So if you're all 13 for your brains, then when you're playing the game and you're trying to do a brains check, you have to roll 13 or higher. It's that simple. The four attributes are brains, brawn, dexterity, and willpower. Hit points are rolled each level. The interesting thing is once you go through all your hit points, any leftover damage is applied to your attributes. And then only after your attributes hit 21 or higher are you actually dead. So that's kind of a nice mechanic that you can survive past your basic hit points, but then your attributes start taking damage. And of course, as your attributes get higher, it's harder for you to do things. There are ways in here to heal hit points and to heal your attribute damage. I'm not going to go super in-depth because these get... Uh, Stay Frosty is only $4.99 for the PDF. It's well worth the money to buy it. Highly, Both these are, are big two thumbs up if you're interested in the genre they're trying to emulate. In Stay Frosty... You have an MOS, a military occupational specialty, your job in the military. Uh, you can be a, you know, a tank driver. You could be a computer hacker, infantryman, uh, psyops, special forces. So for psyops in here, it's actually psionics. And, the, and you have different psionic powers. The psionic system in here is really neat. It's kind of like spells in the black hack. You roll to see if you succeed or not. If you fail your roll for your psionic ability, you can take damage in for the the amount you failed to still have that psionic ability work so that's a kind of cool mechanic um they have a whole bunch of cool psionic powers in here everything from healing to telepathy to mind stab and pyrokinesis and remote viewing um just lots of neat things i'm not going to go really in depth and stay frosty i kind of want to talk a little bit more about slipgate choke point stay frosty you can do aliens, you can do Starship Troopers, like the movie Starship Troopers. Uh, you can do anything of those kind of those kind of movies. You can emulate any kind of really military action horror. There's not really power armor rules in here, but there are vehicle rules, which is kind of cool, which is why I say it's more aliens or, like I say, Starship Troopers, the 
the movie, the Paul Verhoeven movie. Um, they, they have rules for the monsters in here, which, which are really cool. They have rules for doing your own scenarios, which are really neat. Um, the other thing that's in here that's kind of cool and we should talk about is the tension mechanic. So, like I say, this predates the Alien game. And you have a tension mechanic in here that as the, the scene gets tenser and, and you know, stress goes up, you, you want to stay frosty, right? Which, of course, is a quote from Aliens. Oh, there, there are also critical hits and critical misses in here, which are great. Um, but the, the way the tensions work is your character is going to... Tension's going to build as you go up. It, there's a danger die. And as you're rolling that danger die, it's either going to cause the tension to go up, or maybe you'll get a clue, or maybe something will happen, or maybe the tension's going to explode. And what as your tension slowly builds, you'll get advantage on different things. So tension levels typically one to six. And at one, it's nothing. There's no benefit, nothing different. At a two, it's plus one to damage rolls. At a three, you get advantage on saves. This has advantage, disadvantage, and they cancel each other out in this game. Uh, four, you have advantage on initiative, things like that. But if the tension explodes, what happens are the characters have to make a willpower save or take tension times the level, whatever level of tension's at, in damage. So... If the damage reduces a PC to zero or hit points or lower, the excess is not applied to a tribute, like I explained earlier. Instead, the PC gains half their hit points back and then rolls on the going apeshit table. And they have a whole great table in here for, for that, for what's going to happen. If you, know, if, if, if you go crazy, whether you're going to fight, flight, um, do different things. Um, there's a snafu table in here if... If you roll one on a skill check, there's foobar tables in here for rolling a fumble, or if you roll critical success, um, like say there's random generators in here for missions. There's all kinds of great stuff. So if you want a a, a fun action horror game or sci-fi action game, Stay Frosty I would definitely recommend. They give you basic creature stats. They tell you how to generate creatures, all that kind of thing. Slipgate Choke Point, on the other hand takes these rules and modifies them a little bit to really emulate, like I say, Doom or Unreal Tournament or Quake. And so you have about 30 rule, thirty pages of rules in here, but they're, they're simple hacks of the Stay Frosty rules that are kind of cool. The first thing they do is there aren't MOSs or ranks. Uh, I kind of skipped over, but you have different ranks and Stay Frosty for, you, you know, whether an enlisted officer or things like that. But in Slipgate Choke Point, all the characters are rangers, so they all have the same job, and they're only differentiated by their traits, and, and, and you gain different traits as you open levels, and that's how you differentiate them. But you're all basically, you know, rangers in, this, in that world. You can take multiple actions around in Slipgate Choke Point, which is great. So the way multiple actions work is each additional action after the first one you roll with increasing disadvantage. So on your second action, you roll 2d20 and you take the lowest. On your third action, if you succeeded, on your second one, because once you fail, you can't keep going, but say you keep succeeding, on your third action, you roll 3d20 and take the lowest. 
And then, of course, if any of them come up as a one, then you have to roll on that foobar table. Um, speaking of guts, you can gib your enemies. Now, gib is a term from those first-person shooters. And if you're not a video game player, you might not be familiar with this term. Honestly, I played Doom and I played Duke Nukem, but those are the only ones of these games I've really played. But gib is when you violently kill a foe in a way that blows them up or otherwise scatters their body parts. And the rules in here where you can do that. And if you do that to an enemy, then you get to make an, another follow attack right away that doesn't have any penalties to it, which is kind of cool. It has a stunt mechanic, very much like the Dungeon Crawl Classics Mighty Deed Die, where you can try to do all kinds of craziness, you know, which fits the genre and fits some of these games. The ammo rules work a little bit differently, so the standard Stay Frosty rules uses usage die, and your ammo works off usage dice. But here, you still work off usage dice, but you have four different kinds of ammo. So depending on what weapon and what kind of ammo is in your weapon, they're going to deplete at different rates. Um, there's a push-your-luck system with the weapon, with the, with the armor in this. I didn't mention armor. Armor's ablative in Stay Frosty. It just negates damage. Where in here, like I say, there, it has this push-your-luck ablative system that's kind of neat. Healing, because in Slipgate Choke Point, typically you're through the portal into the, into the hellscape. In Slipgate, you can only heal with med kits or by coming back to the regular reality. And then experience points are more tied per individual character kills. And to get, to get the highest levels, you have to kill bosses at, on certain levels. So it's really trying to emulate certain things here, which, which is fine. The traits I mentioned before that, that differentiate are all kinds, you have all kinds of different traits that are very, um, you, you know, everything from, I, I mean, there's, there's 20 traits in here in the basic book. And then some of the expansions have more, and you can add your own. But you can have things like um, air control, add plus two to skill rolls or saves that involve any kind of jumping or falling. Buck wild, add plus three to damage rolls using shotguns. Um, can opener, your weapons have additional armor piercing two versus knights and champions of Chitin. Um, there, there's di all kinds of different ones here, and that's how you differentiate your characters by these these, I mean, I guess they'd be like feats, I guess, in a modern game. I don't know. Um, you, you, in here, you start with a ranged weapon, either a nail gun or a shotgun or a hammer or an axe. And again, we're talking about Slipgate Choke Point here, the one that emulates the first-person shooters like Doom. You get special equipment. You know, maybe you get extra ammo. Maybe you have jump boots. Maybe you have some sedatives. They all do different things. Um, like I say, you have di different kinds of ammunition types, which is really cool. The monsters in here very much emulate the creatures. This lets you do the thing you could do in the Unreal Tournament where you can teleport into an opponent, and if you succeed in your role, you'll teleport actually in their body and blow them up. So that, that's the kind of thing you're doing here, right? Um, there are power-ups in here to simulate power-ups in these video games where you can grab these power-ups, and, and they'll give you for a certain amount of time, special abilities or extra health or things like that. Like I say, you have the stunt die, um, all kinds of neat stuff. There's a great monster generator in here. So not only do they give you a bunch of monsters right out of these video games, but they also give you a generator to let you make your own unique monsters, which is really cool. There's 
you know, adventure generators, they t advice on how to make adventures. Then, of course, there's a whole big adventure in here. And you can get the maps right off a of drive-thru RPG as well for this adventure, like for VTT maps or printout maps. The neat thing about this is it's not super-duper crunchy, but if you ever wanted to, to play one of these games, like you want to do a beer and pretzels game with your group, and you want to kind of, well, let's, you know... Every Sunday night, we'll get together for the next month and play this this game based on Doom. Well, this isn't super duper tactical. It's not like D and D four E, or it's not one of these games where you're figuring everything out. You could do this with miniatures, hundred percent, but you could also do it theater of the mind, and it's simulationist of those games without being super detailed and super crunchy, which is nice. And now some people want the super crunchy parts and the more detailed parts, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But this game isn't that. This is the beer and pretzels version of those games. It reminds me very much of a miniatures game I saw to emulate Gauntlet, the video game Gauntlet. And if I can find those rules, I'll put a link to them in the show notes. It was probably 20 years ago I saw those rules. I don't know if I can find them online or not anymore. But it was designed to be a miniature war game to emulate the game Gauntlet, and it was, and the basic rules are really simple, but you know, and this really reminds me of that it's, it's really neat. And I really think if you wanted to try to play doom with your buddies and just laugh and, and have fun, this is a great way to do it. If, if you just want something a lot more serious and intense, then these games really probably aren't the best way to do it. I think you could do it with stay frosty. You could probably play slipgate choke point in a more serious way, but it's really not designed for that. It's designed for that horror action comedy mix, right? This is much more Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness than it is Evil Dead 1 or what like Evil Dead Rises looks like. Not not that the Evil Dead are sci-fi movies, but, but I, hopefully that makes sense, that comparison. Anyway, I probably prattled on long enough about these. We're hitting almost 20 minutes here. All the links will be in the show notes. If I can find the link to that gauntlet rule set, I'll put that in the show notes as well. But I really like these games. I like the elegant way they do the mechanics. I like the way they emulate these things and the way the rules are pretty streamlined so you can get through a lot of it really quickly, but without breaking down to tons of intricate modifiers or this or that. I, I think they're really smart games and really well designed to specifically do what they're made to do. So if you like sci-fi action horror and if you like first-person shooters, then these games definitely deserve a look. And with that, I want to thank you for tuning in. I'll be back later this week with phone calls and talks about other things. So until then, be excellent to each other.